0: Before 1967, British albums were often reworked before entering the American market. This practice meant that an album of the same name could have an entirely different track listing depending on what record producers added or removed from an exported album. This process led to the Rolling Stones' first five albums in the UK being released in the US as seven separate albums, with some material from singles and EPs having been added to the works. So it is that today's song comes from the Rolling Stones' 1978 album Some Girls, which is both their 14th album in the UK and their 16th album in the US. The second single on the album was initially written by guitarist Keith Richards, with Mick Jagger providing some improvised vocals on the final track. The album, Some Girls, is predominantly made up of fast-paced songs, which made Richard's songs stand out in the mix. The single, a sort of soulful love song with some sexual tones, was not written by Richards as an ode to pretty, pretty girls, but rather as a thank you to Jagger. When I returned to the fold after closing down the laboratory, this is a reference to his drug problem through the 70s, I came back into the studio with Mick to say, thanks man for shouldering the burden. That's why I wrote the song for him, I realize in retrospect, said Richards in 2003. The band recalls the studio recording process being very natural, from Jagger's vocal improvisations to Richards and Ronnie Wood's intermingling guitar parts. That's another one that just came very naturally in the studio, and I slipped into my part and Keith had his going. It may have appeared as though it was planned. We can pick it up today and it will just naturally slip into the groove again with the guitars weaving in a special way. It's quite amazing, really. Ever since Keith and I first started to trade licks, it was a very natural thing that, for some unknown reason, if he's playing up high, I'm down low and the other way around. We cross over very naturally. We call it an ancient form of weaving, which we are still impressed by it to this day. Unexplainable, wonderful things happen with the guitar weaving. There's no plan, said Wood. The smoothness of the track took it to number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 and all the way to number 435 on Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. That's right. We're talking Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones on Cover
1: you to make
0: love of Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which one is rough enough. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my burdensome co-host,
2: Alex Mildenberger.
0: Alex, you burdensome man. How's That's it going? That's
2: me. How is it going? It's going pretty good. That's good. It's going Alex. pretty good. I got, uh, just, I want to, I want to, I'm trying to build my theremin. I want to get it to a point where I can test it, so hopefully in the next couple of days I'll be able to do that. And, we uh, it's getting close. I got it close, and that's very exciting. I'm very excited about that.
0: I'm excited for you, Alex.
2: <sighs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It's uh, we're
0: talking about the Rolling Stones because Charlie Watts recently passed away at the age of 80 years old on the 24th of August in a hospital.
2: Yes, we're talking talking about the Stones, which we talked about a little while ago, but uh like a year ago. Uh, was that a year ago? <laughs> I think so. It's yeah. hard, so hard to remember. Uh, back when he did Gimme Shelter. Uh, Charlie Watts, of course, long time Stones drummer. Um, very long time. And the really impressive thing about the Rolling Stones is they had a pretty constant lineup for decades, whereas a lot mm. of groups can't maintain that. They, I mean, they weren't quite like ZZ Top levels, but they were fairly close.
0: Yeah, but there I believe there are three members who performed on every studio album. That's Charlie Watts, uh, I want to say Mick Jagger, and Keith Richards.
2: Yeah. And then, like, Ronnie Wood joined a little later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's pretty consistent membership throughout a lot of their history. Yeah. Of course, Charlie Watts was uh, not, like, the the biggest character in terms of like he wasn't like a big flamboyant rock and roll type he just kind of like held down the rhythm and did it well for decades
0: yeah and that's actually like exactly why he stood out so much people were like like we talked about when we were discussing what song to do like his big influences are jazz yeah he's a he's a jazz drummer with a rock and roll gig And so, like, even drummers like uh, Neil Peart would be like, oh, yeah, his his drum playing style is phenomenal. And it's also, like, very soft. It's a very soft-focused drum style, which is not what you expect from rock and roll.
2: No. I once heard, and now I can't remember if this is just a random person saying it or if it's actually a quote, like, from Hmm. someone. But someone suggested that, like, Charlie Watts, like, you could play a Charlie Watts part well into old age whereas someone like Neil Peart had to retire because his drumming was like too physically demanding and like yeah I think that he had like arthritis and stuff
0: from Neil Peart
2: oh yeah maybe I
0: I, because I recall seeing that quote yeah it's a it's a Neil Peart quote he says I can play like Charlie Watt for the rest of my life but I can't play like Neil Peart for the rest of my life
2: well there you go much more succinct way of saying it than I did Mm-hmm. but yeah very soft player lots of miking on the drums and this in part- is a particularly soft song too mm-hmm. the softness and the smoothness of it i think almost like led me to kind of um dismiss it for a long time yeah it just kind this... of was there and and, and sailed on by
0: yeah, it was, it was just, like, a solid pop hit. Like, I really like this song. But I was like, yeah, there's not much to it. But then listening to this week, and particularly listening to the covers, it's, like, you can't really replicate this song in the way that other covers. Because, um, for one, yeah, that the guitar weaving is...
2: It's a really cool sound. And, yeah, I was definitely trying to, like, go back and forth. I mean, like, so where's your lead? Where's your... Yeah, and, and it's, eventually I, like, I, just, I listened to it yeah.
0: and tried to do that. I was like, it's it's seamless. It's like there's no way for me to find the thread here because it is like so flawlessly interwoven.
2: Yeah, I was just calling them the left and the right guitars because they do pan them left and right. Right. Um, But it also reminds me of Cowboy Song a little bit because that's kind of known for its interweaving guitars mm. as well. So yeah, there's a little like Thin Lizzy. Similar some similarities in there
0: some similarities there. Yeah, that's fair But it's not an easy thing to do We
2: talked about it back then like a lot of the covers just didn't do it either because they didn't have enough people on guitar or it's just Difficult to replicate.
0: Yeah, it's just like technically difficult And even reading that that ronnie wood quote. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't even know how we do it (laughs) (laughs) He'd pick it up and we do it like it's Instinctual so it's like built from presumably years of performing together. Yeah, yeah so and also being skilled musicians individually on top of that like that's a big ask for anyone
2: yeah but it's a cool part of the song it's a big part of what makes the yeah. sound distinct
0: and then it's very cuz i was like we were, i was looking up like charlie watts best drum songs hoping there was some like big showboat piece but all of the like top spots were like he really held down this 4/4 four, four rhythm and it's very yeah. good <laughs> and you're like uh so yeah. you get a lot of that on this one as well
2: Yeah, it's also, and this is a bit more showy, but like, um, reminds me if I'm ever looking up like John Bonham or something, it'd be like, with, yeah, all the, excuse me, there'd be comments about how he like, has a, has an impeccable sense of rhythm or something. I'm like, well, I'm listening to the song. It sounds like in time, right? Like they're playing with the drums. I I don't know. I, it's hard to judge. I'm not really, not really a a, a rhythm sense of rhythm. Yeah. (laughs) rhythm section type
0: you know yeah it's uh yeah true rhythm it makes me think of that rick and morty i think it's a cold open one where he like levels the floor in his garage right it's like and he's like this is this level. is true level and he's like morty's like oh, that's dumb and he's like here come step in it and then he like steps and never wants to leave <laughs> <laughs> I have to like pull him out he's like
1: no take me back <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, it's like it, yeah, you never
2: know until you experience
0: uh, it. Until you've experienced it, and then once you know, it's you see things in a whole new light. But uh, that's that. Great song. We're gonna talk about it in depth. Uh, before we do though, just a little housekeeping. Three years.
2: Yeah, three years. Very three exciting. Three
0: years. This is episode one hundred fifty six. Technically one hundred fifty seven on the listing because we released that bonus episode as a as a standalone because it was too fucking long. <laughs> three years. You know, and we always do our year-end wrap-up videos, so we're not going to talk about it too much, but three years, people. Three years. Yeah. 156 episodes, most of them about songs, a couple of them about albums and or the hit movie Streets of Fire. Yeah, there
2: was that one we did about the hit movie Streets of Fire.
0: Uh, it exists. It's out there. Give it a listen. It's
2: Also, watch Streets of Fire.
0: Uh, watch Streets of Fire. It's worth and it. And then give the episode a listen is yeah. how I would, I would operate it. Or the other way around, you know. Uh, we do a pretty good plot summary in it, but it's been three years, Alex. What do you have to say for yourself?
2: I, I'm. I mean, I think I'm impressed that we we kept it alive. Yeah, we're still going.
0: I can't even keep plants alive this long, man. They take less work.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't like. I don't know how to keep plants alive. Give them water. I know how, I how to talk for two hours a week.
0: There you go, yeah, I and mean, to call this thing alive, I mean it's it's you and me talking to each other that it's alive in terms of being a thing that people listen to, yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever that what? that's all we need on our end, right? We just need to talk, yeah, that's it and
0: we that's We can't be the
2: listeners, that's on other I mean, people.
0: If you're a listener, hit us up with a pat on the back, hashtag pat on the back. And on Twitter, <laughs> don't, yeah. I'm not, don't even add us. Just, just, hashtag, just pat on the back.
2: hashtag pat on the back.
0: With that, let's get into these lyrics. Alex, Beast yeah. of Burden. Beast of Burden. It opens up with an intro, according to uh, your good friend Genius. And then, after that intro, comes <laughs> some British. lyrics, which begin, "I'll never be your beast of burden. My back is broad, but it's a hurting. All I want." for you to make love to me. And then he repeats, I'll never be your beast of burden. And he says, I've walked for miles. My feet are hurting. And then again, all I want is for you to make love to me.
2: Yes. But but he can't be their beast of burden. So beast of burden, of course, is like a working animal. Mm-hmm. It's like your, your oxen type uh, things. Yeah, animals yeah. that like drag or lift things. Animals basically. with
0: jobs, but not like, Police jobs, so dogs aren't beast of burden.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So like horses, oxen. Blue collar workers
3: of yeah, like the bl- animal. Blue collar <laughs> animals.
2: Uh you're you're working class dogs, but not dogs. Yeah, exactly. Except maybe some dogs. Do you think sled dogs count as
0: Are they beasts of burden? I think it is for manual labor. I think it's not yeah, for travel purposes. It doesn't really count.
2: Anyway, so all that kind of stuff. Um, and he'll never be that for, (laughs) but it's a metaphor, right?
0: Yeah.
3: He's not actually talking
2: about being some sort of weird human animal hybrid.
0: Yeah. He's, he's not talking about how he's not an animal.
2: Like, sorry, I can't be your animal and or furry love interest.
1: Yeah.
0: So really, and then he talks, of course, in the, 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 the two sort of, Unique lines in this verse. My back mm-hmm. is broad, but it's a hurt, and I've walked for it. So he's done, you know, work before these sort of burdensome labors.
2: Yes, and he's trying, but he's like, it's not enough. He's not good enough.
0: Why?
2: Well, Even I think though it's he of, has some he, strength, he
0: he is capable, but he's but he's like he's, tired. He's sick of it. He's tired. Right. So I think to understand what a beast of burden is, it's I think the concept of being somebody in a relationship who just you know, works and slaves for the other person to no to merit, right?
2: Yeah, it's just too much. hmm
0: And that's why he, the call is always to make love. Because he's like, this is what relationships are about, is about sharing joyous times together, to share good things, not to dictate labor to one another. Yeah: Because he does eventually say that in the outro, which I' had never heard until this week, because I think I'm familiar with like a radio edit version, not the album version. On the outro, he says, "I don't need no beast of burden." So, in the end, he's not just saying, "I'm not going to work for you," but he also says, like, "You don't have to do that for me as well
2: Right. It kind of saying that the, that's not how the relationship should be.
0: Yeah, it should not be a relationship based on doing dirty work for each other.
1: I don't want to do
2: your dirty work. Yeah, only fools would no do more. that, Alex. I'm a fool. Anyway, um, and then classic chorus. Why is it classic? Because he asks if he's hard enough. That's why. That's uh, right, baby. Am I hard enough? Hard, of course, here uh, and in some other places. Um, reference to being like tough
0: yes but, the 60s yeah. but also uh, a reference to boners
2: but also a reference to boners it's, it's funny because like there's there's a Bruce Springsteen lyric in Born to Run where he says all the boys try to look so hard which I think is also <laughs> funny but yeah <laughs> it it's the funny. same meaning it's the same meaning
0: yeah. every boy's trying to walk, walk around looking like, like turned on
2: the whole time <laughs> I just want him to look like I have an erection all the time. All the time. All the time. But no, but yes, but no. But yes, but no. Am I hard is he enough? rough enough? Am I rough enough? Am I
0: rich enough?
2: I mean, you'd think Mick Jagger would be rich enough by the late 70s, but uh, who knows? By now, probably. You would think so. But he sees. He's not too blind. He sees. He's not too blind. I'm not too blind to see. Is the next line. He seems to suggest the answer Mm -hmm. to all those questions is no. He's not enough. Which also Hmm. relates to a Bruce Springsteen song, Ain't Good Enough for You. Right. Feels like he ain't good enough for her.
0: Is it? Hmm. I wonder if he's acknowledging that he's not hard enough, rough enough, or rich enough, or rather that he's not too blind to see that there is some objection.
2: Sorry, what do you mean by some objection?
0: Because he's, rather he's probing for answers rather than knowing the answers to the questions he's asking. He knows the answer that she is relenting to give him love, but he does not know why. So he says, is it this? Am I hard enough? Am I rough enough? Am I rich enough? I can see that you are objecting to boning down with Something's me. Jagged, wrong. Something's but wrong. But I do not know why. Is it one of these reasons?
2: I can see there's a problem. What is it? Tell me, please. It's because I am not cool enough? If I, if I buy some fancy clothes? there's When we come to
0: verse 3, and I'm sorry to jump around here, but he says, there's one thing, baby, I don't understand. You keep on telling me I ain't your kind of man. He does say that, and he doesn't know why. So he doesn't know why. He's searching for answers, but he can—he's—he can see that there's reluctance. Because I think McJagger probably thinks he's hard enough, rough enough, and definitely rich enough. Yeah, maybe that's maybe and.
2: that's part of the line, right? He's like, mm-hmm. "Come on, I, I am all these things. What do you think I'm not these things?" But it's also yeah, kind of um, just like, "Well, so, there's a." Infinity, other things it could be. So
0: right, is it blind? Because people often talk about being blinded in love as well. Is it's like I'm not, like too so blinded by the into love. You. Yeah, that I see can't that see, see not that a I'm problem. a catch. He's like, I know I'm oh, fucking cool. I'm Mick Jagger.
2: But something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the course.
0: Regardless, he's saying that he can see at least some form of the truth of whatever this relationship matter is.
2: What doesn't understand necessarily.
0: Mm-hmm. So then we come to verse two. I'll never be your beast of burden, so let's go home and draw the curtains. Music on the radio. Come on, baby. Make sweet love to me.
2: He's making some suggestions, but presumably he's being uh he's being turned down.
0: Yeah. Again, he's like, listen, I'm not gonna do fucking you know, shit labor. <laughs> So let's go home, listen to good, again, like another just like happy activity, listening to music on the radio. Yeah. This was probably happy in the 70s. These days, I'm to listen to the radio, there's a problem. But
2: yeah, well, it's, yeah. you know, it's a lot of ads, right? Like, just, yeah, it's all Just f- turn the f- radio f- on, baby, and then it's like, buy appliances from whatever.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, goddamn. Maybe, maybe not. There'll, there'll be music eventually. <laughs>
2: but also, you have to haul out your radio. Exactly, or like be right. in a car
0: <laughs> exactly. i was just gonna say you got to turn your car on pump up the radio and then you know it's open the window so you can hear it from inside
2: <laughs> yeah no you can't be in the car but yeah Ridiculous. again
0: the basically verse two is just like hey let's have a good time instead of being shitty to to me i guess in this because i'll never be your beast of burden Let's be good to each other, and then again the chorus. Am I hard Excellent. enough? Am I rough enough? Am I rich enough? I'm not too blind to see. It's not too blind to then, see. Oh, what's and then this? We get that bridge? sweet, sweet bridge.
2: Oh, little sister. This
0: is this is very clearly what was improvised in the studio. So some of the lyrics were <laughs> written ahead of time. Yeah. I I think so... this is one where you can very clearly see where McJagger fills in.
2: No, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of depth. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll read it out. Pretty, yeah, pretty, it. pretty. Pretty girls. You're a pretty, 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 pretty girl. Pretty, pretty. Such a pretty, pretty, pretty girl. Come on, baby. Please. 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 It just it hits you right here. I'm gesturing That's to right. my heart. I guess
0: there is some emotive things here, because at the end, he is begging. He's like, yes. come on, baby, please. It please, does turn please.
2: into begging, but it's also the rest of it is just like, like, you're pretty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, like, so are we supposed to take, oh, little sister in some kind of 60s context? Because I know in the 80s, Bette Midler's going to shift it and make it about her little sister.
2: An actual little sister. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's just like a slang term. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Daddy? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Or like how, well, like people nowadays, of all, of all. You know, walks of life call call other dudes brother.
2: True, brother brother has hit the
0: mainstream in a big way. It's no longer just for uh, black people and wrestling fans. It's (laughs) and by that I mean Hulk Hogan fans. Hulk
2: Hogan specifically, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what that that slang term the the implications of it. I think it's the
0: same as like he's
2: not addressing (laughs) his actual sister like that. That's pretty clear that's very hopefully but yeah it does you're right it it seems like improvised and it's very oh what's this yeah because especially because
0: it's pretty pretty girls at first and he's like wait let me hang on let me narrow my focus you're a pretty 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 girl
2: he's like distracted by all the other pretty girls first and then yeah (laughs) he's like wait shit (laughs) i'm talking to one person
0: Mm Hmm. And to speak to a, there's a Mick Jagger quote about this. He Jagger says lyrically, this wasn't particularly heartfelt in a personal way. It's a soul begging song, an attitude song. It's one of those where you get one melodic lick, break it down, and work it up. There are two parts here, which are basically the same. So he's the big thing is him calling it an attitude song, which is I think what the bridge serves. It really just kind of rides into the vibe of what the guitars and drums have set
2: up. True, and just kind of gives them some space to do their thing
0: yeah as he just does like a a vocal like he could ignore the words entirely it's just for him to be up high on the on the vocal
1: range
0: and you're like yeah this is a jam
2: and uh, yeah and to sometimes say things weird did you watch any of the live versions of this i did not because when he sings it live he very much says beast of (laughs) bada and that's that's, i I think that's very funny that is very. Uh, funny. But he said, "There's like some of the rest of the words are kind of well. We'll get to it, I think, in a bit. Did we pass it already?
0: Um, might no, be we haven't. Up in this we haven't because I think yeah. verse three is maybe partially improvised or something. It's definitely it's a bit different from
2: the previous ones,
0: and it's often ignored in uh, other versions.
2: Mm. Hmm.
0: Which is uh, which doesn't really prove it's improvised or not, but it's just worth noting." Um, so verse three, I'll tell you, you can put me out. And, and just the way it's sung has like these spaces the str- where it, it can feel. Put yeah, you can me put me out on the street. We're put no me out with no shoes on my feet. feet. But put me out, put me out, put me out of misery.
2: Put me yeah, me All out your sickness.
0: I, actually, let's talk about the put me out stuff first before we jump into the second half.
2: Yeah. Well, putting someone out of their misery often is like killing them, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Genius does bring up that putting out is like a, a sexual connotation
2: true true. so
0: he's he's almost saying at this part and it kind of sorry it kind of it tags on to the begging of the bridge maybe he's like you can kick me out and you know leave me in a bad spot but fuck me first right (laughs) (laughs) like
2: gotta put out but also you can put someone out and that also means like to inconvenience someone right yeah yeah so he's like he's feeling put out Perhaps Mm -hmm. as well. So there's there's like layers, man. And also just fucking kill me, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Everything from suicide to a minor inconvenience. Yeah, I mean,
2: and he he he, he, I mean the way he's been talking is like he's talking about how he's kind of suffering in this relationship, right? It's Mm -hmm. like put me out of my misery, like just end it, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and then weirdly enough, the second half is him saying like, but I can take it. (laughs) <laughs> he says all your sickness up. i could suck it up
2: yeah which Throw it i all at
0: me i can shrug it
2: off had not looked up the suck it up lyrics but the way he says it i've just always known he didn't say this but like it kind of sounds like it says suck a dick
0: i've always said that personally and it's, uh, it's very funny <laughs> to
2: sing it that way i think and and it's very funny to um unexpectedly talk about sucking dicks that's yeah um, all I your maintain, sickness i can suck a dick, dick. uh very all funny right, McJagger. um and yes, throw it at me. I can shrug it off. There's one thing, baby, I don't understand. You keep on telling me I ain't your kind of man, and we brought that up earlier.
1: hmm Something's
2: yeah, interesting wrong. You know with something's the, wrong. doesn't
0: get it. Yeah, with the sickness and the throw it all at me, baby, is uh, like some people say it's uh, a part of that like Mick Jagger-Keith Richards relationship where Mick Jagger had kind of taken the helm for the band while Richards was a, a drug-addled mess. Right. And he's saying, like, listen, I can fucking, I can take it all. Throw for, for all these problems at me, and I will, I'll pull us through. But I think maybe in the context of this, this fictionalized relationship is, like, you can't, you know, you can't negative your, your way out of this relationship. You have to either put out or <laughs> kick me out. Like, you can't just throw barbs at me and expect me to leave. I can put up with bullshit but I won't be a beast of burden. He's like he's like delineating strange lines in negative right. relationships.
2: Right. I'll do this, but I won't do this. I might do that. That's a no.
0: Yeah. So he's, it seems to be like, he's saying negativity and maybe like a bit of rudeness can't, can't throw me off, but don't expect me to, to take care of your problems. So, for yeah. You. Shoulder all burden. the weight. Yeah. And then, yeah, that, there's one thing, baby, I don't understand. You keep on telling me I ain't your kind of man. Ain't I rough enough? Ooh, honey. Ain't I tough enough? We've, we've removed hard enough at this point. This one's for, for the modern audience, he says. Well, right. they're going to need to know what, what hard means.
2: Right. <laughs> but also, yeah, switching up, switching up the chorus. So a few more mm-hmm. lines. Like, what's wrong? Am I not? It? Like, it's a direct. Well, I mean, it's very similar to before. But now it's it's aimed. That's for the American audience. I don't know if
0: that's... That's right. (laughs) Yeehaw energy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then he adds In Love Enough.
2: Ah, yes. Is that... And that's the last one. So I wonder if that's... Like... Now, that's more, compared to the other ones, kind of like personal. Because the other ones are more like a shallow like surface level like am i not tough Am i not cool am i not rich but then he's like yeah. am i not in love enough like that's his moment yeah, is of it, like this is, is there something else i'm doing like trying yeah something starting to legitimately emotional. blame himself beyond like maybe i need to buy some new sunglasses hmm.
0: yeah and it's something that can't really be measured quite so true. easily right true Rich enough, you look at a bank account. Tough enough, yeah, you can you can scale it. It's not a, like a, fight a guy a number I don't know. factor, but like yeah, you can say yeah. oh he does this. Or like there are things that that imply roughness and toughness, but with love and to be in love enough. What what does that mean? And I didn't even know that line existed in here until this
2: week. <laughs> Is that not in some of the like shorter versions? Like maybe a radio? I think or something? it's
0: just either it's not in there. Or, or it's just, just another it. Jaggerism where it sounds like suck a dick. True. <laughs>
2: really? Like, I didn't ain't know I what the fuck, fuck he was enough. saying. Because also, they kind of, like, pause between. It's just like, ain't I rough enough? Ooh. Like, ooh. Ain't I tough enough?
0: Ain't <laughs> yeah, because he's probably like, enough. enough. And then you're like, what? What was that last <laughs> one? Or, and love is close enough to tough. Or rough it has enough of at least the way yeah. he says it that that oh in the middle there that i probably just thought it was tough enough again
2: yeah and it's kind of fast there so some mm-hmm. of the specifics are, are tough to hear i i feel like i started listening to the song more closely if i could briefly break out of our description for an anecdote there was mm-hmm. one time about 10 years ago where we were driving around because we were yeah. teenagers and, and this song first came on, and for some reason we decided to sing along. And that's a, that's a distinctive memory I have. We, we sang it afterwards as well as a reference to that event. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the time after which I started listening to it more in depth. So I think maybe I knew the lyrics a little better because of that.
0: Right. That may be it. I definitely listened to it more, but I like at, at a certain point I was like, How much do I want to invest in the lyrics to Beast of Burden? True.
2: And I, I did, like I said, kind of dismiss this song for a long time. Cause it sounds like so smooth, you know? It's not like this hard rocker. Mm-hmm. Slides on by. Anyway, that's my anecdote.
0: It's a good anecdote. I remember it because I remember we were listening to it that same night that Stephen Reynolds was like, shout out to Stephen Reynolds, previous guest on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and the creative genius behind Entrepreneur Summer. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, thanks for that burden. Um, Steve Reynolds once was like, Alex, can I spit out of your car? And you're like, sure, just don't spit on it. And then he he rolled the window down (laughs) and spat directly on it.
2: Was that the same night?
0: I believe it was, yeah. And so he was like wiping it off your car. Then we
2: got Slurpees or something. Hell yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Good time yeah now everybody else knows about it, and they can like smile and nod along.
2: It's one of those like for us, like I'll bring it up, and like like will, another friend of the podcast and a guy who owns the house I live in um, also remembers that like I feel like that that's one of those one of those personal touchstones for some reason, yeah,
0: one of those foundational memories,
2: yeah, that stick around. What a- Anyway. Yeah, stick around. Let's, anyway.
0: I hope they I hope it's, y'all tell that story at my funeral. <laughs> like one time we sung Beast of Burden. Oh, Bird I'm not planning car, to be
2: around uh, by the time you die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be shocked if you're the first to go, Alex. Um, but let's talk about Beast of Burden instead. So there's just like two lines we haven't talked about right yep. at the end. And, and only one of them that's really <laughs> a line. After he says, I don't need no Beast of Burden. He says, "I need no fussing, I need no hurtin." And then he says,
1: "Never, never,
0: never, 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 never." According me. to this,
2: oh yeah, no nursing. Sorry, no nursing. But he's just—I mean, I don't know. He doesn't talk about doesn't talk about titties in this song, but like
0: no, he doesn't. So yeah, he's talking about like you know being, being taken over, care like, of, mothered basically. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be fucking.
3: According to this song, yeah, that's his plan.
2: that's the lyrics.
0: that is the lyrics, um, yeah, so ultimately it's a it's a love song about how relationships are not about taking care of each other.
2: relationships aren't about taking care of each other or work. come on,, hey, come on,
0: I think, but I think I mean he acknowledges that he can suck up negativity, so I think we're talking about a very specific kind right. of labor. Where it is? Uh, I'll give you know.
2: and no, ta- I'll take and no give. Depends on your, um, perspective.
0: Yeah, or right. I guess he's, he's maybe he's just saying like it's not parenting. I'm not here to clean up after you and and you know force you to live your life and do all the all the work for you. I'm here to bone down and then and sometimes pretty much it help you through the sickness. All your sickness, I can suck it up. All your sickness, I can suck a dick. <laughs>
2: suck a dick (laughs) exactly and that's what the song is about
0: exactly and with that we're gonna fucking talk about this music these instruments yeah smooth piece of work best as we can because like we said before it's like a just like a smooth piece of glass man i can't to pick out one details to pick out the whole thing
2: (laughs) Yeah. I for- I wrote this down. I forgot to mention it before. We were talking about the Ronnie Wood and uh Keith Richards. Keith Richards playing together. Um this was actually the first Stones album with Ronnie Wood full time. He had she- played with them a little bit, I think, before. But this Ronnie- was when he was like hired as a band member. So they hadn't been playing together that long.
0: That long. So yeah, that makes this even more impressive.
2: Yeah. But yes, This song comes in immediately with that really smooth part, and it's that the I guess the main riff Mm -hmm. of the song, which is pretty like subdued. Yeah, that boom, but just the way those like just the first two notes are played. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I think it sounds really good. It's kind of funny to watch. Like I mentioned, I've been. I watched a couple of live versions. The way they just play it, it it looks so like loose and I don't know it and like gentle. The way they're playing yeah. on the guitar, but they're just kind of doing their weaving thing. Yeah,
0: it's got a very cool, laid back vibe without being like jazz.
2: Right. It is not jazz, that I can say. Although it has Charlie Watts drums. And they come in yeah. pretty pretty quick here. And then that's when the other guitar comes in as well. Yeah, as well as the bass. And they sort of do their interlocking rhythm stuff. Weaving yeah. interlocking. Um, it's also, uh, there's a lot of like muting. Palm muting. Oh, yeah. On the guitars. They're like having their palm mute off. So, you can palm mute more. Things don't ring out, is my point. Yeah. Long.
0: But the, the space is always filled by, like, by something one else. of the two instruments. Yeah. Like something is always there. It's uh, So, for the most part, it's like pretty simple drums. You get it to do a little more active stuff in, like, the transitions to chorus, to and from chorus, but. Like a lot of it's very smooth, yeah, smooth and subtle movements.
2: The softness of the drums. I mean, everything is pretty soft in this one. Mm -hmm. So, but the drums are definitely soft. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it keeps going right into that verse. This is where I'm like trying to yeah pick out which guitar is the lead guitar and which is the rhythm guitar, but it's not. They don't really split it up that way. No,
0: it's really they're like one instrument.
3: And, yeah, keep it pretty
2: constant through at least the verses. Um, I don't know who plays what. I think there's definitely a left guitar and a right guitar.
0: Sure. Well, any acoustic guitar parts are played by Ronnie Wood, I'll tell you that.
2: Oh, is that acoustic? And none of them, neither of them sound the, acoustic at this point.
0: I know, right? But I guess there is at some point. Ronnie Wood is credited with electric guitar and acoustic guitar, whereas Keith Richards is just electric guitar. And backing vocals.
2: I didn't pick up on the acoustic guitar. I don't think. Uh, me neither. So, uh, uh, it's there somewhere. Of course, it's, it's so easy to like hide it. an acoustic guitar just in the background. Oh yeah, it has like some chords, and everything else is playing those chords anyway. So it's like, I don't know, what's it, what's it even doing there? Just playing chords. Just playing chords. I'm sure, it's very important. Uh, also, like very slight drum fill, getting us into the chorus. We also, yeah. the drums also kind of open up. So, like, uh, by the end of the chorus, it kind of, like, opens up more. So, like, and by open up, I'm specifically referring to the hi-hat. <laughs> opening up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It yeah. doesn't yeah. change well, much It more.
0: provides a sense of, like, because there is, like, a lift in the chorus, obviously, as there usually is. Yeah. And I think that opening up applies to that as well. So, you get yeah, you get that hi-hat getting hit. You get uh, backing vocals for the chorus.
2: Yes, and you then, do. Like, uh the, it it comes across as like fairly informal backup vocals. Yeah. Me. Or I guess it's just not like a super duper tight harmony kind of thing. But everyone's singing along. Yeah, it it's, gives it's the boys that like it's the it's you having a laugh with your mates.
0: Yeah, having a laugh with your mates energy. Yeah.
2: So at this point though, it does kinda of like like, because the guitar riff stops for the chorus. Um the right guitar is really mostly just playing chords at this point. And then we're getting mm-hmm. some, like, very gentle licks from the left guitar. So this is, like, the one part of the song where it kind of feels like one has taken the lead. And it's the right. left, left guitar. Um, but, yes, the licking is very gentle. I, I do consider this, like, this song, listening to this song, is kind of like it's gently licking your ear kind of throughout. <laughs> it's the big... It's the big A Rolling Stones experience. lips and tongue symbol. <laughs> yeah. Gently, but firmly licking your ear. Hell yeah. And that's
3: what this song is. I can't always listen to this
2: song. Sometimes you don't want to have your ear licked.
0: Like, that's true.
2: I mean, maybe that's just me. Ah... <sighs> But sure enough, we get back into a verse, riffing, starting up again. Yeah. But th- this this is the song is very subtle, like very gentle, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. But there is a build here, notable, most noticeable in the vocals, but the yeah. the left guitar kind of turns it up a bit. I think more so than the right. At this point. I, it's at least a bit louder, but you sort of get a little bit more of that because um, once we get into the bridge in particular and he sort of does his like more begging tone in his voice, we're sort of working towards that.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is a subtle build. There's like a little
2: bit of boost of volume. Yeah, and, like, I think it's mostly volume, but really the vocals is, play, yeah, yeah, changes to be a little bit more intense. Yeah. And then of but, course we hit but the But because it's so, it's so it's soft, it, it's not actually that much of a build. Not that no. much of a change. It doesn't need to be. But yes, another chorus. Um another chorus.
0: chorus. Same as the first
3: one,
1: yeah. really.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um And then we come into the pretty pretty girls bridge pretty, with the pretty, a bit of guitar soloing.
2: Yes, it's yeah, it's just a little bit of a solo. But he's still kind of saying words. I guess it can still be a guitar solo in that.
3: Yeah. But
2: there's still a riff. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's the bridge. I don't think much else happens in the bridge.
0: Yeah, it's, again, like, it's like a, a slight switch up and things kind of adjust. And then you're in there for a bit. You get the, the high backup vocals here.
1: Come on, bye,
0: and that yeah, goes on that for a bit because verse three kind of lives in the same space as the bridge
2: yeah it's it definitely feels different from the other verses mm-hmm. um and of course yeah it, i mean it is this is you can put me out on the street all that stuff. yeah it's, al- it's almost more talked
0: than the other ones or like more rocked more rocked
2: more tick-tocked I don't think this a is little a little bit TikTok more TikTok trend. I don't actually. I don't follow TikTok trends
0: No, this is what they do on TikTok. They sing "Beast of Burden," but only verse three.
2: There was like a brief moment where I was like, "Oh man, sea shanties are coming back." That's kind of a neat thing. I was like, "Ah, it's a TikTok trend." Uh, okay, it
0: is. And I haven't heard much about it in a minute, so maybe it's over. Now. It's, yeah,
2: I think it's it's mostly over. Damn rip uh What else? What else goes on? What does anything happen in this verse? Like um, this B verse? Beyond that, like I truly
0: don't have a lot of notes because it all to me kind of like blended into yeah, all it all blends together.
2: Um, it moves into it does this second alternate chorus with the anti rough enough ooh honey all that. Yeah. um very similar, of course, to the first one. But it actually in this chorus keeps playing the riff. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything? I don't know. But it sort of starts to mix everything together near the end.
0: Well, yeah, because we're getting into that outro energy.
2: Yeah. Yes. So I guess that's that's your build. Keep it going. More stuff. And then, yeah, then it does get into the outro. So there's kind of more, more licks from the left guitar as you get that riff from the right guitar. Yeah. And... Uh... Licks, that kind of rips, plays us out.
3: And a fade out, yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's uh yeah. The song it can it's deceptive because it can kind of just sail past you. Yeah, 100%. slide right on by. But there's some pretty neat uh, guitar work going on.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty well constructed.
2: Yeah. And I hate to uh not talk much about the rhythm section because the the inspiration for this was uh Charlie Watts, of course, but uh yeah, yeah, it's rhythm, it doesn't change much though throughout the song, no, no
0: and I get like his his yeah. transitions are very good,
2: yeah, yeah, doesn't like call much attention to it's one of those things where it's like if you're doing it really well, no one notices it at all
0: that's exactly right those it it just seems so natural.
2: And yeah. I hardly noticed it. <laughs> I hardly noticed it. I guess he must be doing something right.
0: Must be. Um that's it. That's the original, Alex. Let's start talking about some god covers.
2: Yeah, let's talk about some covers.
0: Starting with Bette Midler in yeah,
2: 1983. The big one here. Bette Midler, big. who is supposedly named after... Oh, fuck. Who was she named after? Someone who spelled their name the same, but pronounced it Betty. Hmm. But she says Bet, Betty something. No, I don't remember. I looked it up. Ah. Uh-uh-uh. Davis. Betty Davis. Betty or it Davis. might be... I don't know if it's Betty or like... You wouldn't say Bette. It's Betty, yeah. Betty. Hey, Betty. Anyway, Bette Midler, someone who I, like, I know this name. It's the name of a famous person. But I don't know a yeah. like, thing about Bette Midler. I know,
0: despite her being, like, a multimedia worker. She's credited as a singer, songwriter, actress, author, and comedian.
2: Which, yeah, that's a lot of stuff.
0: That's, like, most popular media. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, I just know that she kind of exists. I recently saw a headline. She was saying something about there's a bunch of uh, um, Supreme Courty stuff going on in Texas with like a, some like oh yeah, with abortion abortion rights. regulations. Uh, yeah. Um, she made some comment about that. That's she all she calls I know on about women
0: her. to refuse sex to protest Texas abortion law.
2: Yeah, and that was after I had been listening to this and looked her up. So like I didn't, <laughs> I don't know anything about her. Other than she did this song and and did a music video for it.
0: Hell yeah, she did. Um, American treasure, I guess. And so it should come as no surprise that this version has some real country rock it. Oh feel yeah.
2: Good. This is so much more country. So much more American generally. Mm-hmm. Um Like uh it takes the the main riff. It's a very similar riff, alters it a bit, but in particular it it rings, it lets it ring out at the end. Yeah. Bam, 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 It's just. Whereas the uh, original was very held back, buttoned down, and muted. Yeah. Just doesn't do that mute at the end, lets it ring out.
0: Yeah. It's this like staccato mid bit, right? This bam, 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 bam,
2: bam,
1: bam. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So similar riff, not quite the same. Um, yeah. Generally, much less subtle version of the song. She puts a lot more energy in it from the start. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it doesn't really have a lot of places to go to because of that. That's true. And
0: the original doesn't go to many places, but also true. its small movements are noticeable, right? Yeah. Because, because it's, it's... it's set up such a space.
2: Yeah, exactly. Whereas this one, not quite as, yeah. As much of a noticeable change, it...
0: yeah, because it's going for this loud, not only country rock but sort of arena rock as well vibe. And so you got big dumb drums and this, you've got the riff established, um, and like oh yeah, all you can really do on top of that is add some guitar, and it doesn't do a lot. Particularly given the guitar work on the original, like anything right. you you do besides that is dumbed down, right?
2: Right, and like it's good to not just try to do the same thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they seem to have sort of created their own space reasonably well. It it has a very different sound.
3: Yeah. And
0: she does tell you to write this down at the beginning.
2: She does. She's kind of more of like a a comedian, right? So I think she's. some of this is supposed to be a little bit funny. Is it? I don't know. It's not terribly, terribly funny, but I think it's supposed to be... I guess the bits in the music video are supposed to yeah, be Yeah, I guess tied in with the music video. I think this,
0: the cover itself is supposed to be taken straight.
2: You know, I'm, I'm struggling with one part. And that is, is it the, the, my little sister, my little is, a pretty, sister pretty girl? is a pretty pretty girl. Like what is all that?
0: It's pretty fucking weird, Alex. So the lyrics go, Oh, oh, my little sister is a pretty pretty girl. So this is the bridge she does. Uh my little sister is a pretty pretty girl. She loves to ride and she loves to crawl. They love to take her out behind the wall, and when they're done, they just throw her away, and she don't have an awful lot to say. It hurts her so bad to come to the end. I re- I remember all the time she spent saying please Ain't I hot enough? Ain't I rough enough? Ain't I rich enough? I'm not too blind to see. So
2: she's like calling your sister a slut? Yeah. It's Which
0: very is... it very comes off as not sex positive summer, you know?
2: Yeah. Or or suggesting that her sister is like trying to please people generally. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah.
0: So Oh, I, yeah, because it starts out nice. It's like, my, my yeah. little sister's a pretty girl, and she likes to fuck. And then yeah. it's like, but afterwards, these men, they throw her away, and that's no good. It comes off very, like, old-fashioned.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't totally sure, especially, like, with the music video. Yeah. It, it, like, she says that, and, like, there's a person who seems to be maybe her little sister.
0: I think it's very clearly her little sister.
2: But, yeah. <laughs> Odd. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be, like, some some kind of joke that I didn't quite get.
0: No, I think it's just meant to be rock and roll, baby.
2: Rock and roll, baby.
0: Because it, it seems to be sad at the end. I mean, it's sad, right?
2: Because the, the relationship is ending, probably.
0: Yeah, it says, and it says it hurts her so bad. Like, why would you say that and be like, ha ha my little sister said dumb slut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, it's kinda of tone deaf. I can't read the tone on it, and it doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of the song.
2: Yeah, it's an odd one. Um What other changes do we have? She adds more like um ad living and stuff. There's one part where she shouts, What's the matter with me? That's right. Um that's like leading into the chorus. She changed the bitch. Yes, ain't she hot enough? Yeah, Instead yeah, of yeah. hard enough, which is uh, fine, I guess. It's just a good lyric. That's all. Good lyric. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh,
0: and and then- she says it in such a way that you can still squint your
2: ears and pretend she's saying hard. Right. It does kind of sound the same. Ain't I hot enough? Um, a little bit more of a guitar solo in the. I don't know. She says, break it down now. Right. And they that do. Part. And then they break it down. Um, And so you get a lot. It's actually just basically the main riff, but mm-hmm. uh with more like whammy bar. Like, so I mentioned it on the end, they sustain and then they go, wow, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it just feels like more forceful, more, I guess, American, less subtle. I guess. Yeah. And like she's
0: got good vocals, it's worth pointing out. She's a pretty good singer and she does these these really hard rock deliveries. Yeah.
2: Starts very energetic, stays there. Yeah. And a
0: little more like kind of ad libby stuff. Yeah. It just does feel like a cruder result, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe that's the point. Maybe. But anyway, that's this, yeah, that's this version. That's what it's like. Yeah,
0: that is this version. Um, and this version with it
2: has a music video. <laughs> has a music video. Uh, I really like the intro to this music video. It is very dramatic and Mick Jagger's in it. So the very beginning is, it's mm-hmm. a tabloid like newspaper thing. Spins yeah, front up, pages. You know, front page says, Bet and Mick. And you see uh, her with Mick Jagger. And then he like comes into her dressing room. Hang on, you're missing... Oh. The
0: tabloids give a lot, and there's several okay. headlines. sorry. There's, Bet dumps Sheik for Mick, is oh, the next the one. Oh, that's Sheik, right. Yeah, and then it says, Mick dumps everyone for Bet, which is a funny joke, because there's just a <laughs> bunch of ladies there. That's a little groupie joke. And then we cut to her in the in her dressing room dressing before room. her show.
2: Getting ready. And he comes in, and he's like, Dolly! <laughs> yeah, ah, and of course, great. there's like a screaming crowd outside. And then she says, "Roses, who? What are you up to? Who died?" And he says, "We did. It's over." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, good line delivery, very melodramatic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's and she's got like a, a Mick Jagger shrine in her, in her dressing room there. Yeah. Yeah,
2: his like face is on a something.
0: And she tells him to stay long enough to hear his song. She says she sings it better than anyone, and then he says, "Well,
2: almost anyone. And his jacket says "Rock on it, in silver letters.": Hell yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, and then yeah, and then she starts to perform the song because he agrees to stay for one song.
0: That's right, and so we get a lot of audience shots, and sometimes Mick Jaggers among these these much younger people.
2: Yep. um. And every once in a while, it cuts to the chic. Yeah, he, and he's, he's hanging made out it at the to bar. concert. He's watching from from the back. Um, and then Bet goes out into the crowd, starts to do like a standing crowd surf sort of thing. Yeah. And then, actually, no, I missed a part because she does the pretty. My little sister's a pretty girl, and yeah. then a girl, presumably her little her sister, her little sister she, like points like, at her, walks up and starts to like kind of being flirtatious with Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah who like, just gives her what's his going coat on here and then gets picked up himself and starts to dance with Bat Midler in the crowd. Yeah, she dances with his coat and she seems pretty happy
0: to just have that.
2: Yeah. And then they go to the stage and start dancing together. And he he also had a vest on in addition to his jacket. Right. So they start just, like, smacking the ground with their with their jackets.
0: Yeah, it had a sort of Streets of Fire sledgehammer fight vibe.
2: <laughs> yeah, they just, like, hit, hit, hit,
0: hit. I have no yeah. idea what that's supposed to be, but they do it. Yeah, it's some strange form of combat.
2: <laughs> Where they just smack the ground with their jackets. Yeah. Um, it, well, Mix is a vest. That's um like and a, yeah then they like jacket dance on stage for a while and then the Sheik kind of is making his way forward and they dance around a bit and yeah. then and then the Sheik throws a pie at them both
0: he does um well, he throws a pie at mcjagger first right
2: and then and then Bette midler uh laughs she says oh,
0: ha, ha, ha she says ha, ha ha and then she gets pie and too then, and that's then that's in the final between tabloid.
2: the two of them yeah. getting hit with the pie um, yeah. And then, yeah, she gets it And then it flashes to another uh, Just desserts Which is, yeah, just desserts That's such, like, an Archie comic joke <laughs> It's like, I don't know it, it's, it's not a phrase that is used very much But it's a phrase that For a number of years It was very common to do something With food Something mm-hmm. slapstick with food And then say, like, I guess they got that Just desserts, like I don't know why it was so common. I mean, because yeah, how long it was common for?
0: (laughs) You had that. Yeah, shuffled around everybody. Oh, he
2: slipped on a banana. I guess he got his just desserts. Just desserts. And he yeah, but we don't say just desserts very often. It's also weird. Or pun on the fact that like Jughead only wants to eat dessert or something. But it's like that's that's, yeah,
0: the, the classic dessert hamburgers.
2: Yeah, and milkshakes too sometimes and a milk it's the it was the chocolate shop
0: yeah the chocolate
2: shop yeah exactly um Run. yeah and that's their that's their video
0: that's their video that's the song um yeah i guess just big and american is the the ultimate summary of it yeah speaking of things that are american but not so big buckwheat zedeco in 1990
1: i'll never be
2: Yes, I was expecting this to be a little more unusual because it opens with um, an accordion. Yeah. But I guess a little bit of background. Zydeco, Zydeco, uh, there were multiple pronunciations on the Wikipedia page.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. Um,
2: it's, a, it's a genre. It's from Louisiana. Uh, I think New Orleans in particular. Uh, it's kind of a, a jo- genre mix of blues and R&B, which you may note blues is in part of R&B um <laughs> yeah blues <laughs> rhythm and blues and music indigenous and, yeah. to the louisiana creoles yeah. so and native creole americans people and the native americans so i guess i think the people the creole is is that the same thing as cajun maybe not similar
0: but different is my yeah. understanding okay
2: because it's like yeah because the, the cajuns were the french people from yeah acadia right
0: and it's the, it is distinct from Cajun music as well was yeah. one of the things it noted. Oh, okay. Um, so so not signatures Cajun. Of, a, of Zydeco, Zedeko, Zidane, or uh, <laughs> Fast Tempo, um, Piano Accordion or Button Accordion, and a washboard. Is there a washboard here? I didn't notice a washboard. but I didn't hear a washboard here, but typically there's washboards, I guess.
2: Probably. Overall, I would say this, I, I feel like the Buckwheat, Throws you off because you expect it to be a lot more like folksy. This is very Mm. R and B. I thought, but with an accordion. It
0: was kind of like I I mean, there's a bit of folk vibe to it as well. I guess
2: it felt very R and
0: B country. I I guess. I mean, my understanding of R and B is a little more (laughs) modern.
2: I guess so. It's not. It's not like true it's
0: not i'm uh you're like maybe van morrison's idea of rhythm yeah and blues that's music. kind of what
2: i'm talking about
0: hey mr dj but yeah r&b i think in today's world carries a much different context i'm not talking
2: about your like turn of the millennium r&b
0: yeah
2: that's for sure with more
0: like I mean, mario wouldn't be singing this let me tell you r&b singer who did a cover of just a friend from last week from check last out last week. week's episode just a friend talk about just to a friend it's cool very joke. long it's very long. Um. Yeah. But okay. Sure. So, hey, Mister DJ, put on some of that rhythm and blues music. The DJ might throw on buckwheat zitiko because it's close enough, is what you're. But
2: saying. a fair amount of accordion. Yeah. In this one as well. Um. Also, I, not it doesn't really have that fast tempo. It slows it down even more. Yeah. It so gets than a little.
0: Original. I like, I guess soulful or R and B esque.
2: Like it. Yeah. It uh kind of mires itself in this a bit. Sits in it. Yeah, and it, and it manages to keep it smooth. It doesn't feel the same as the original. It feels quite different. Yeah. It doesn't have the intermingling guitars, but it still still manages a smooth feel. Um, And the accordion, yeah. like I think I said, I, I was expecting more out of the accordion. The accordion is mostly harmonies and yeah. s- kind of sticks in the back, which I guess is fine. But uh, it's just usually when we talk about a song with an accordion, it's almost like a showpiece, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, quite commanding. It's, it's like this is the, the one with the accordion, whereas this one has an accordion, but it's just kind of there. Yeah,
0: 100%. I like when listening to this, I asked myself whether the accordion was a positive, a negative, or like neutral. And I'm still a little unsure, because I'm not sure how much it adds in its role, but at the same time,
2: it's not unwelcome, right? Now so I guess adds it to is the just sound there. I did feel, something you were saying about the original was, like, it all feels part of one big whole together, so it can be hard yeah, to pick apart. Yeah, it's
0: very well put together.
2: And I found this one more so to feel like this whole sound together. And mm-hmm. not so much a series of constitu- constituent pieces. They're just like all kind of creating their soundscape.
0: Right. But they are more pronounced in their individuality. I can pick out the bass on this a lot more clearly than I can on the original. Um, naturally the accordion has a a tone that is very easy to identify.
2: Right. I guess what I meant, like every nothing is really at the forefront except for the vocal.
0: Right. I so, can like, agree to that. It's an instrumental back track quiet. with vocals on top.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that accordion. Play some light chords yeah. or whatever. Like we get and, into Yeah, the, the
0: vocals I- are kinda of country blues. Speak on them briefly. They're very uh like like they come off as folksy to me. Okay. Like it's closer to the band than it is to
2: Yeah fucking I guess it, something maybe else. Maybe it's just right? an old concept of R and B.
0: Yeah, that see is... I don't have that understanding of R&B. i shouldn't
2: have that understanding like there's no reason for me to so i don't know exactly I, where I'm i am couldn't coming from i honest. couldn't
0: name you an r&b artist to 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 compare this sound to yeah
2: all right um me neither so i have no evidence whatsoever okay um
0: what about an r&b song is there an r&b song you're like thinking of as like a blueprint for r&b <laughs>
2: I'm not sure. I'll have to think about it.
0: None
3: that come to mind. Mm-mm-mm. But I will think about it. Random and Blues.
1: Because,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah, the history of R&B goes back to the 1940s. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. But uh,
0: Yeah, in terms of like a... So yeah, that's what what the vocals read like to me because I don't I don't know what R&B is. So I pick white artists like the band and say it's kind of like that. You were going to say something else about the accordion though, Alex. Oh, I
2: was just going to mention like at the very start it kind of does start establishes the chord progression. Um uh, and uh, one of the things the accordion does and the accordion can do is change volume very quickly because mm-hmm. you kind of have to actively maintain your, your speed of, of moving the bellows when you're playing the accordion um, to have a constant uh, volume. So right. it can change very fast, and it does. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like quick variations in dynamics because that's just something that the accordion can do. Whereas on a guitar, you'd have to, mute it, and then play another note kind of thing. Right, or okay. Play. A, I guess you wouldn't have to mute it, because playing a note would mute the last one. But anyway. <laughs> um, so the accordion does use that in this song. Quick dynamic changes.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah, very chill
2: uh, overall. Yeah, they keep it down low. It's not like the Bed Midler version at all. No, certainly not. Um, and there's more accordion. There's a couple of guitars. Um, so basically there's like, uh, I said there's a couple of guitars, but I only wrote about one of them. (laughs) Uh, the (laughs) guitar also plays with some quick dynamic changes. Uh, that's more of like picked, Uh, but it kind of stays in the background. Like nothing really takes, moves up to the front. Um, although there is, right, here's the other guitar. It's an electric guitar and that one kind of strums more constantly. So pretty simple harmony stuff. But yeah, for the most part, it kind of just um, kind of holds it down. It's a lot more straightforward stylistically. I was expecting some more from uh, something, more differences from something called Buckwheat Zydeco.
0: Yeah, I was expecting to get more of that sort of uh, like terroir, as it were, like some, some, some elements of the region, right?
2: Yeah, though I mean usually when we do like Louisianan and stuff or or yeah, like, you know new it's like New big, Orleans, like, it's like jazz new Orleans or band. or like, something very like that, yeah.
0: it's yeah, it's very much like even as somebody who's not refined in knowing that style of music, it's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's New Orleans jazz. Yeah. Like that's what that should sound like." Whereas yeah. this one sounds yeah, a little it's bit a little like more blues, a little bit like country. Yeah. Maybe there's some R and B in there. We don't really know what that is. It's and and there's an accordion here.
2: There is an accordion here. Yeah.
0: So it's uh, I guess if it is a a a, a Zydeco cover, it's a very safe one, is my imagining. Which is not to say that it's bad in any way. It's he's got
2: some nice vocals. Yeah, I don't but... really know the genre that well, but it doesn't feel that like much different from things. Yeah
1: which is like, fine i, feel like
2: you I play in a lot
0: of venues and people would think it was their music Yeah, like they wouldn't be like oh gig, they'd is... be like this is ours you go to a blues gig they're like oh yeah this is our music and you... so on and so forth nobody's going to be like oh is that Zydeco or Zydeco? <sighs>
2: right, this is oh i don't know how to pronounce
0: exactly so um zaitiko
2: Z- yeah but i don't have a ton more i I'd uh, say about this one. I saw the yeah, name he, and I was he, like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be crazy." He, maybe I was just built it up too much in my mind. Maybe, well, because the name Buckwheat Z- 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 Zydeco or Z- however you pronounce it, yeah, it sounds nuts. <laughs> it does. It it definitely conjures up certain things in my mind that are not this at all. No, but anyway, uh... so maybe it's on me, but
0: yeah. He does the "Put Me Out" section though.
2: They cut some stuff.
3: Yeah, they do uh, cut they a do bit. the
2: outro, but they cut the bridge most and most of verse three. But I think they come in like on the second half or something.
0: Yeah, they, he said, talks about putting me out with shoes on my feet, and they say, oh, "Well, why won't you do it, baby?" And
1: then we get a little like,
0: instrumental outro, some hand
3: oh, right, claps. Just the first. Part. Yeah.
2: accordion trills that's yeah Acor- accordion trills chills, more like chills Ooh. Ooh. it's a good stuff um yeah. yeah and that's the thing so
0: this, this buckwheat zydeco one didn't make an impact on anyone but the Bette Midler version sure did because in 2000 Swiss Blue Authority and Polo Hofer uh covered it
1: I'll never be your beast of burden my back is broken
2: Yes, um, I wasn't totally sure who the Swiss Blues Authority was. They have this one album. Obviously, they're Swiss. Uh,
0: yeah, I think everything we can and and indeed need to pull about them comes from their name.
2: Yes, they're they're Swiss. They play blues music, which is like blues rock, really. Um, and they uh, consider themselves an authority on the subject. And they're working with this Polo Hofer, who's uh um. Swiss guitar player, rock musician, guitar player. yeah,
0: and and a national treasure of Switzerland, and a national, national treasure. Wikipedia paid.
2: Uh, Also, the album artwork kind of has the color scheme of um, the Great Gatsby. Yeah, it just to say blue and yellow, <laughs> like the cover more, of that. More green, I guess. No, it somewhere. would need to be uh, red. I think is the, that.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, red and blue for the pool at the end for sure.
2: No, I mean like the the cover. <laughs> Um, yeah. Is there red in there? There's like the lips. Oh,
0: yeah. Wait, are we looking at the same cover here? The Great Gatsby book cover? Oh, you're looking at the Great Gatsby. I I don't know if the version of the Great Gatsby I read had that cover. I think I read... I might even read It's kind
2: of important. Um, not really. According to at least one quote I read. (laughs) Um, The the, the cover is? The cover is important. let Let me see here. It's like the Oh face. yeah, with the face. Yeah.
0: Um it looks like a looks like a stick's album. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, it does I'm looking at it it doesn't actually look that much like Great Gatsby, but it's blue and yellow. Mostly blue with a bit of yellow.
0: And it's got a bird on it. Yeah. Put a bird on it.
2: Put a bird on it. <laughs> bird on it. So
0: yeah, this is very interesting because they bring on Polo Hofer <laughs> or Hoffer. I assume he just
2: plays the guitar. He does just play the guitar. Because he's not and singing,
0: so there. I'm going to talk about this ending bit first, but there's a lot of guitar shredding in sort of the final minute or so. Yeah, like the outro. But it's part. so low in the mix.
2: Yeah, it doesn't really feel like a uh, like that much of a solo. Also, didn't really like the guitar tone that much.
0: Yeah, not crazy about it, and it also doesn't have any room to 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 shine. Like it, everything is louder than it.
1: It's yeah. very
0: weird to me to bring on. A, a, a switzerland national very, treasure yeah national
2: treasure specifically fill in the back <laughs> just, of your, yeah. your
0: cover of bet midler's version of beast of burden
2: but i get he also plays like the riff and stuff throughout so
0: sure oh yeah that, oh that makes it worthwhile then right he's...
2: right yeah but he's definitely there and he's playing the guitar yeah um, but yeah it's it's the bet midler version it's very very close cover the bet midler version she gets in all mm-hmm. the little sister stuff, all the very strange little sister things, and even the, like, kind of ad libby transition lines. Uh, those are all yeah. preserved. Um, That's right. Those are all there. This is when I started to wonder if the little sister, if she's, like, like ignoring the music video. Mm-hmm. When she's like, oh, my little sister, she's very, very pretty uh she has all these problems if it's one of those like it happened to a friend of mine kind of thing and what right. it actually happened to you like oh yeah I totally it was my sister um but the the question she's talking about herself she's then, like, yeah she's always getting her heart broken uh um, how does
0: that relate to the themes of beast of burden as we understand them right
2: right yeah it's uh
0: If anything, it runs counter because the the little sister fucks a lot and is then left sad at the end.
2: Right. As opposed to um, Beast of Burden, which is more about kind of giving too much to a relationship. So maybe that's part of it.
0: But but he's pretty adamant about boning down throughout the song. Anyway. He says, let's have fun and bone. Let's not treat each other as workhorses. Let's have joyous times, which include a lot of fucking. Whereas this ad-lib is like, my sister, she fucks a lot, it's not good. (laughs) But we should do it. Like, hang on a second Wait a minute. (laughs) It's like that arrested development joke where uh, Tobias is like, you know, a lot of uh, patients I've I've had try uh, to have an open marriage. Does it ever work for them? No, but it'll work for us.
2: No, but it may (laughs) work for us. Yes. So
0: that's that's the vibe there.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Arrested but
0: Development did it better. Arrested Development did it better. Didn't do it first though, so uh, there's something to be said there. But yeah, I don't I don't think it's meant to be like that either. I don't think it has that level of awareness.
2: No, I don't think so. I <sighs> think
0: it is I I think she just oopsied and put too much weight on the pretty pretty girls line, which is just <laughs> filler.
2: Like it's Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Meaningless, and she probably should have just cut it and like turned into a guitar solo or something. But yeah, here honestly. we are discussing the Bat Midler version again because there's not yeah. much else to talk about in the Swiss Blues Authority version except for that stuff at the end, the guitar soloing.
0: Yeah, so we get a, a first guitar soloing at around 2:38, and it is—I mean, maybe it's groundbreaking for the year 2000 in Switzerland, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too, a crazy it's...
2: guitar solo, really. It's not that great. No, it's not that. Great. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Um. And then I guess it, it kind of keeps soloing throughout the rest of the yeah, song. Yeah. And the then rest once of we the get song. to the outro, it actually is kind of has its own space. Kind
0: of. Almost like she she gives a little and then she comes in over it and it is so quietly mixed, even in comparison to the rhythm guitar going.
2: Even in comparison to the rhythm guitar. I guess I didn't really yeah, notice it, that. It's it's like
0: it's just very quiet whereas like I could, right. I could listen to this. Yeah, the and riff I could is hear still the rhythm. Going. I can hear her singing and then I've got to kind of go like hang on there's another noise here.
2: Oh, there's a guitar solo happening yeah. like throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's all it all kind of honestly I don't think it's to me it's not that it's too quiet. It's that everything else is too loud. <laughs> Which I, I mean, guess is yeah, the same thing. I suppose thing.
0: that's another way of looking at it. Same thing. Uh, it's just the yeah. same problem, different yeah. solution, I suppose.
2: Yeah. But it, yeah, it's just weird. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, and,
0: and it's like, it's if your your big thing is to like, we're bringing in this guitarist to, to do a song, it's... it's I guess him, yeah, why doesn't he
2: kind of get his own space? Yeah. And that might be, maybe I'm
0: looking at this wrong because maybe this is just uh, how they're crediting it on Spotify. Sometimes they'll throw on the solo artist as a credit, even though the original album is just credited. No, it's called, never mind that, it's called Swiss Blue Authorities Featuring. So he's very much a feature on this album. Yeah, Yeah, I think the, the mixing doesn't do it any favors, and that's theoretically the only unique part of this. Because like you said, everything else hugs tight to the Bette Midler version. Mhm, and with lesser vocals, the vocals on this aren't nearly as interesting as Bette Midler's like real punchy performance. Um,
3: yeah, I think they they hamstring themselves. It's screwed the pooch.
2: And this bird on the front of there, they definitely fucked that bird. <laughs> Cover. That's why it's a bird doesn't work for free. Uh
0: yeah. Um yes, but that's that version Swiss Blues authority. Um hey, better luck next time guys. Urban Love and Aneka. Annika?
2: I said Annika.
0: Annika. Urban Love and Annika 2006. Annika.
2: Yes, Damn. Urban Love. So they're like, they just like do Bossa Nova stuff, Bossa Nova type covers. Yeah. Um. Apparently, originally they just did uh like Rolling Stones. So I was looking at their way they describe themselves, and it really makes them sound like they're a big deal. They or they want people to believe that because they said like yeah. they created a little album called Bossa Stones Limited Edition, and the rest they say is history. And it's like what the f- like. <laughs> like, I know what that is. Yeah, like, I give a shit about Boston Stones, brackets Boss limited editions.
0: It's. Yeah,
3: there's... and that's
2: not even this. I, this is off of no. something else. This, this isn't is Boston like, Stones.
0: Cafe or some shit. Yeah, they
2: do a lot of like reggae cafe, and this is like Vintage Cafe. So, like, compilation stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. There's another. It's interesting that you mentioned that poorly written shit. intro because Annika has <laughs> some similar bullshit in hers. Um. Uh, it says here she was discovered there by one of the original producers of the famous Bossa and Stone series, <laughs> who invited her to audition for their next project. Needless to say, she was a hit, and then joined the recording sessions.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, Did, we. You didn't even need to say that. Why'd you say it at all? I. I. I yeah. I get, Like, why would you break it up?
0: Uh, it's yeah it's you know writing your bios as an independent project is difficult i understand
2: yes you're right you're right but we can still make fun of it because uh there's no consequences
0: a lot of writers out of there and a lot of them work for cheap you can probably get something a little better than what you
2: put out there yeah and you know what a lot of it's being done by ai anyway so exactly (laughs) that may or may not actually be true i don't know um, it gets it gets a,
0: if you put it, yeah LinkedIn will do it for you so you just get LinkedIn to write a bio for you
2: yeah this one what does this one do it has an organ comes in with an, an organ. organ does some like uh holds some notes holds some chords um then and you'll never guess bossa nova <laughs> drums is, yeah bossa nova happens acu- gentle very gentle acoustic guitar we're we're hitting bossa nova stride this one yeah very much yeah lays down that bossa nova rhythm just sticks mm-hmm. with it sticks with it throughout yeah
0: we get like some of that kind of clacker and a bit of that shaker rhythm that
2: yes a little bit of that you get the like click of the drums hitting i think the metal bit the ring yeah
0: and then we get we get Annika on the track alex
2: we do get Annika on the track very airy vocals yeah airy bit raspy little little raspy little airy a little bit of rasp a little bit of
0: air a lot of grating for me i wasn't keen on these vocals
2: yeah it's not my favorite vocal style either
0: and i mean we've we've heard vocals in this style that i think are a bit better
2: (laughs) yes oh definitely (laughs) definitely um Yeah, it's very... It's almost out of breath. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to, like, sum it up. Um, I guess I would say, overall, it pretty much ditches the, like, gentle riffing uh, and just puts in what I would consider to be a fairly generic bossa nova beat and, like, guitar strumming.
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas, like, at least Bette Midler... Um, and Ice Buckwick with Zedekka were like translating it. They're like, okay, well, we can't do these two guitars over top of each other fucking magic, but we can pull out some of the key parts, rework them. Here you go. This one yeah. just said, nah, fuck that! <laughs> Put down the boss a beat, get yeah. a little guitar, playing some chords in the back, we're fine.
2: And the organ. Organ's kind of cool. And an organ. Organ mostly just harmony.
0: I, yeah, you know what else is cool on this? That fucking flute that comes in.
2: Uh, there is a flute, yeah. Possibly not uh, enough
0: flute. I, I 100% a flute. not enough flute. The, you're, you've you struck a key point here, Alex. The organ is cool, yes. And honestly, bossa stuff in general, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. But it's all cool things put to no cool usage.
1: Right, These are beasts of
0: burden here, Alex. They should be music on the radio, make sweet love to me, but instead they're doing beast of burden tasks. This is the musical equivalent of what the song is trying to avoid. avoid. It's like, we can achieve great things, but now this organ's just going to lay down some basic chords. This bossa beat's going to be basic as hell. These beautiful tones are going to be wasted on blandness rather than doing something great.
2: Yeah, and I didn't really like the vocal that much. Oh yeah, and those are terrible.
0: That <laughs> the vocals are just bad. But like, uh, we get a little piano, uh, like a little e piano solo there at around two minutes.
2: Yeah, there's a couple solos, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a an well, organ and then an electric guitar solo. Still pretty short. Electric guitar. But there's yeah, and solos. then we also
0: get. Because there's a fake-out in this There song. is a fake-out,
2: yeah. So, it's sort of, it's doing the outro. Annika is doing a lot of do-do-do-do-doing. Yeah. Uh, just, whatever, noodling around. Um, they're doing bossa stuff, and then it just sort of fades out. And then it's quiet. And then the flute comes back and just starts everything back up again.
0: Yeah, and let me tell you. Never had I... Secretly hoped more that a a Jethro Tull song accidentally got inserted, because I was ready for like ripping flute (laughs) solos, like some Ian Anderson shit. Like,
1: yeah, because it kind of sounds like it will do that. Because he has to like inhale inhale
2: at some point, like those kind of solos. Yeah, the flute plays pretty hard at first, and then it just kind of brings the bossa back, and then
0: yeah, it does like three notes, and there are like Jethro Tull solos that start like that. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah, like and shit goes wild, but they didn't do that here. <laughs> and I guess it's it's not their fault for not being Jethro Tull. True. But when you have this wealth of great flute soloing to draw on, and you're not
2: gonna bring that in, like I kinda like this flute solo. It's, it's better okay. than
0: the other solos. <laughs> it's better than the the rest of the song, yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's not a high bar.
2: Doo-doo-doo.
0: And it still ends up just being like good elevator music, like it's right,
2: like, just kind of yeah, it plays us off stage kind of. Like works.
0: if they had just like let it rip in those hard notes for a bit, and then pull us back into the softness. But no, the song has no sense of why it's covering Rolling Stone songs. It doesn't know what the songs are about. It knows that loosely what "Bossa Nova" is, <laughs> and it understands that you do need vocals to do lyrics. But that's
1: it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It could definitely put this together a little better. It's, it just ends up sounding fairly generic.
1: Yeah.
0: This is what plays in... And that's why it's on fucking Vintage Cafe. Because it plays in little little cafes and lounges where you're not supposed to pay attention to music. But when you tune in, you're like, oh, this kind of sounds like a song I like. That <laughs> provides you with enough dopamine to stay.
2: Oh, this kind of sounds like music. Is, this, is yeah. that music? Wow.
0: S- that music? I love music. I love <laughs> um, with that we're gonna talk about Pure X Pure in twenty
1: fifteen.
2: Pure X, they're from Austin, Tex uh, Texas. This? They're apparently indie rock. Um, I saw them described as druggy, spaced-out wall of sound. A three-person wall of sound? Well, well it was just a random article I saw. On the charitable. Interview. Called it say. a druggy, spaced-out wall of sound. I don't know what they're referring mm. to specifically. Also, they released an album last year after a long hiatus. So, Oh, hey, way to go. Anyway, I... Uh, so it, they seem like a like legit group with a following but uh, it may just be clever marketing.
0: Maybe. They were formed in 2009. <laughs> been around. I've been around. Uh yeah, they they did release another album in 2020. Interesting. Um So I guess there is a lot of synth noises happening. So I could see the sort of wall of sound thing because a lot of Yeah, it's a lot noises of noises get added in.
2: Yeah, and it is very like synthy like electronic drums. Um, are what they're using here. Uh, And then there's like this high-pitched synth that sort of like does a glide, like this portamento, which is just glide.
1: Right.
2: It's very high. Um, Yeah, yeah, that one. And yeah, it sort of outlines the main guitar riff. Vaguely. That's right, vaguely. Ugly. Mm -hmm. Banana. Never really copies it. And then the intro is pretty short there. Just like we get introduced to the drums and then that synth and some other sounds and stuff. And then, yeah, and then the vocals come in. They're very, it pretty high. Yeah. And the way they mix the vocals or the way they do the vocals, um, it's like there's that high singing and then there's kind of other layers of just like whispered vocals, which we've heard before. Kind of makes things sound Whisp- whispy. Like I
0: said, they they describe themselves as languid, dreamy noise
1: pop. Which, yeah, uh, I, I just would just describe this as
2: languid and dreamy. Um, and there's a few synths. There's that high-pitched one I mentioned. There, there's later on we get this low bass synth. It's a little buzzy. I think it's a pretty cool bass yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't belong there. Um, I'm actually. So the original song has this thing where it can be difficult to tell where you are in the song because mm-hmm. it's kind of even and smooth. And this version, I think, kind of plays with that because it, it moves things around and a lot of the time just sorts sort of will throw lyrics in here or there. It doesn't really follow the exact uh, lyrics, right? Like it has all the words, but they're sort of moved around and sometimes it repeats them.
0: Right, it's almost like a loose jam around it is this the one that says am i hard enough a bunch so of times many times
2: oh th- that's the best part he just says am i hard enough like five or six times <laughs> he Says am i hard enough am i yeah. hard am I enough hard enough uh also there's panting sounds uh um, yeah. underneath that so that's great um actually the way it is structured the first quite a bit of the song like a minute and a half is all just like the verse. Yeah. Repeated. Or it's all verses. It's all versed um, up. And then sort of has the different lines, repeats different parts, but not really in any particular order, it seems. Um yeah. and then it even is just musical for a bit. It's kind of some more like synth and stuff. There's like a twinkly one that does like a sweep. Um and then it transitions into the into the chorus. This is where it actually gets the chorus. Um, sort of.
1: Yeah. Because
2: that's where he basically says, Am I hard enough a bunch? And then he says the other lines but less. He says, Am I hard yeah. enough several times? And then he says, like, am I tough enough a few times? And then I think he says, Am I rich enough once?
0: Yeah, and then he he's like, "Ah, uh, I used up too yeah. much time on the hard enough. Ah,
2: shit, that's hard. <laughs> Said am I hard enough too many times? Uh and then uh
3: Yeah, more synth. And then,
0: yeah, more synth. This is the one that does the third verse.
2: Does the third and verse? Then, yeah, and then a but wild ass synth comes in. It starts at All Your Sickness, I Can Suck It Up. It doesn't do the first yeah. half of the third verse. He does the pretty girl bit, too. That's right. Um, Sort of you get a like an arpeggio or a trill of some kind on the guitar playing continuously there. Yeah. That's cool. Um. The, this one does have, like, some guitar riffing in the back. So I'm kind of on the outro now. You get some, like, guitar yeah, riffing yeah, yeah. in the background. So then the, the lyrics cut out, and you sort of notice all the other parts. Or I did. They sort of yeah, it kind of, like, breaks down a bit, bit so you can see or hear rather, rather everything hear that. else and that's then, going on. And then you can actually, like, the fairly quiet guitar that's doing, like, little riffs in the background. Or, like, licks uh, doing kind of its own thing. And then it just kind of fades out on that. So this one, I I like this one. Not just because he said, am I hard enough? A bunch, but that's definitely part of it. Hmm. Yeah. I thought but it has a very was... different sound.
0: All right. I like it a little better on this listen, but it's, uh... Eh, yeah, it's all right. It's got a... There's a lot going on, I guess. It's... Yeah, I, I really mostly just like the Am I Hard Enough section.
2: That's that's a big part of what makes it.
0: I, I guess I would have liked to see more things that were in that vein of it. Because if we're going to break this song, let's really break it up and start playing with lines and stuff. But eh. Yeah,
2: I, guess, I mean, they did a lot of, they really, I mean, they don't do any choruses for the first. I was going to say half, but it's not a half, it's like a third.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting one for sure. Definitely more interesting than uh, Urban Love. Urban
2: Love or Swiss Blues Authority.
0: But speaking of songs that are also here, uh, we got, here we go, <laughs> Beluga's Trio, Kevard Gassy Gassa,
2: and
0: Apollinaire Rossi in 2021. I'll never be a beast
2: of burden. My back is broad. It's a all I want is you to make- yes kever 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 Gasset, i don't know he's hungarian he's an electronic music yeah electronic
0: producer. hungarian so all these guys are like sort of in the same circle but under three different credits yeah a
2: lot of people and then blues trio obviously it's a trio apparently used to be a duo Um, Apparently, they often lock themselves out of the studio because they uh, don't hold the door open in the back when they go out for smoke. Um, Apparently, they know Natty Bong. Uh, That's in their description. Um, And then Apollonier, Apollonier, Apollonier Apollonier Have we talked about Natty Bong before? We have, yeah.
0: And did you mention that Kevr Gasser in his profile mentions that he commonly works with Beluga's trio?
2: No, I missed that. Okay, because that's it.
0: a thing. So he's like attached to Belugaestro, mm. and then and then that's
2: Apollin got, Apollinaire,
0: which is actually two dudes.
2: Just two producers. Uh, apparently, as far as I can tell, uh, they play piano and drums.
0: Yes, I believe that is correct. Uh, they
2: bring their own instruments to pop's classic hits.
0: That's right, and then they mentioned pianos and drums.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I believe that's the the EP must be one of them. I don't know, but that's what it starts with. Very very like bassy, electric piano. Yeah, and these guys are they, they like also jazz? A bass. These
0: two, Apollinaire. They're little jazz boys.
2: Little jazz boys.
0: I think Beluga Streel maybe is too. I don't remember.
2: They, I mean, I think they bring a little bit of reggae to this version.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, because there is a little. There's a, a skank to it.
2: Yeah. And that's also kind of a jazz thing, but I think the, the reggae version of that is more pronounced.
0: Yeah, I'd believe that.
2: Just like backbeat um, accenting.
0: Yeah, I would say with jazz, it's usually on the drum, right? Whereas with reggae, you get it on the actual guitars and stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, technically it's supposed to be on everything, but you kind of highlight it with one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Yeah. But I don't know if that always worked out. <laughs> anyway, who can say? Uh, not I.
0: So this is like a chill version with yes. a bit of a skank to it. Yeah, it's very you some chilled piano, out. Piano, some skanking, and you're like kind of soulful pop vocals. i
2: never be, be to burn hair. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like it's like true.
0: Yeah. I know this much is true. Yeah, it's
2: in that vein of, of pop music. That makes sense. Um, and uh, the way they play the riff, it's kind of back and forth between the the electric piano and the guitar a little bit. That's what feels kind of reggae to me because the guitar is really doing the accent, right? And sort of like the palm mute, but then you get the like chords from the EP really. Yeah. Other thing about the vocals, very like heavily. Uh, aff- I-, I said affected, <laughs> they have... Like, you can really hear the effects on them, you know? There's a lot of... Yeah, that.
0: oh, yeah. Uh, you can definitely hear the processing on them.
2: Give it that processing, pitch correction kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Maybe not just pitch correction, but, you know, stuff. Yeah, just It sounds like kind of polishing. digital. Yeah. Uh, but, like, to the point where it's, like, must be on purpose. Because they're not trying... It's not, like, trying to correct it and make it subtle. It, it's, yeah, like, it's trying it's to make it sound a little... But Buble, I don't think, does it on purpose. Like, I don't think he's trying to sound artificial. This okay. is, like, to me anyway, beyond like pushing it further so it's like on purpose. Mm, but I could be wrong. Right. I wonder.
0: Because they do seem to be singing like they, they think they're, they're singing, like, straight. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess Buble comes off as more of a crooner, but these guys, I don't think, are trying to be, like, robot voice either. I think they're somewhat. Right, between it's not those
2: quite robot points. voice either, I guess. But I don't
0: know. I don't know. It, it seems like maybe more processing than they like to think is on there. Is how I would describe it.
2: I suppose that it could be. Noticeable. I guess. I guess. I guess I can't know what they're. I can't. Their I can't really speak are.
0: to their intent. Uh, I, I can tell you how it feels though, and it feels like they put on a little more than they meant to.
2: <laughs> they, they just bump the dial a little bit. Ooh.
0: Yeah. You know, when you're just kind of like, nah, people won't notice.
2: No. Yeah, you go a little so just, more. And, Turn it up to 7.5. Uh-huh.
0: Exactly. And it's, I'm, 7, I'm noticing 7. it at 7.5. At seven, I wouldn't have noticed a damn thing. 7.5? A little bit. It's further. all clear to me. Um uh, the chorus on this one gets a like a pretty basic driving rhythm behind it.
2: Yeah, it's quite a switch up, I thought. hmm Mostly because of that rhythm. But yeah, they like bring in some other stuff. Real Base. relaxed. So yeah. dum,
0: dum, 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 dum,
2: dum, and then dum, b- even the bass joins in too, playing the quarter, quarter-like root. Yeah. Um, everything kind of straightens out. The guitar is playing these arpeggios, and the EP even drops out. That's great right. Uh, but it it comes back for the verse. It, it comes does back for the verse. Um, they like switch up some of the some of the vocal melody as well. It's not like that that big a deal yeah uh what else do they do they just kind of keep it chill
0: yeah not a lot happens until the outro section yeah. where i can it feels a little more energetic i mean we get a breakdown verse with yeah leg, they do do a guitar and processed vocals
2: lots of the like uh, i guess it's maybe it's a guitar i think there's yeah. a guitar there but it's like ambient synth stuff and then like echoey guitar
0: yeah, and that breakdown might might serve to your case that it is intentional, because that's where it's very clear that it's there's processing oh, yeah. of the vocals. Oh right? yeah, for sure.
2: Get a lot more of that, like filtering. Yeah. Who's um, to say? And that's kind of where like it plays out on that. Yeah. The the vocals keep talking about how they'll never be their bruce, they'll never be your bristle burden. They don't really do. Yeah, the they, outro, we get the sort of like of driving
0: outro. Like, I guess building on the same thing they established in the chorus, but it has, like, a a weird energy to it.
2: That's true. It does kind of turn into a chorus and then sort of starts to, like, split harmonies around.
0: Yeah, and the the one person in the back doing these long...
2: So there's, like, more parts and stuff. Yeah, and I think if they had maybe
0: used that earlier and kind of built around that, we might have had something more interesting
2: in the middle here. But they just bring it in at the end. Yeah. Yeah, this one to me felt like much more of just kind of a straight modern update of the song. It felt, yeah, I guess. Um, I thought it was reasonably successful. I didn't think it was amazing.
1: But, but I was pretty kind boring, of thought it was
2: fine. Real with you. Yeah. I think they
0: sang fine. I think like like the parts themselves were all fine, but in terms of memorable moments, it doesn't come until the breakdown, and then that right, outro. at the very end. And so where's what what I gotta listen to fucking two and a half minutes of
2: boring bees to burn to get to something slightly it's interesting? Something, yeah. I'm a
0: busy guy. Yeah. It
2: doesn't have a lot to to grasp onto
0: yeah so i mean i've heard worse versions today i'll tell you that but (laughs) i could have done a little more speaking of guys who could have done a little more eli jaffe in 2021
2: uh eli he is a guitar player
0: Yeah, trying to bring you great music.
2: I know that there's not a ton of description of him, but I went to his Facebook page, and he doesn't have an about. So.
3: Does he have an (laughs)
0: aboot?
2: Does he have an aboot?
0: Alex, if you were to make a a guitar-only cover of Beast of Burden, what would you what 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 would be some important parts? Do you think?
2: Well, there's a riff. Yeah, that's important.
0: That's important, right? Um. Yes. Do you think that like, I and mean, you know, bear in mind, you're translating it to acoustic guitars. You're multi-tracking, though. Sure. So maybe would you try to maybe capture both guitar parts using an acoustic guitar, or would you just do one in the vocal track?
2: Depends. If I want to perform it solo, obviously I can't play all the guitars.
0: Sure. Let's say you're recording it for like an album. Let's say that album, I'm going to give it just a name. Let's call it Coffeehouse Guitar Covers.
2: All right. Sure. Yeah. Now, I mean, if it's supposed to sound like Coffeehouse thing, it's supposed to kind of sound like you're performing solo, even though it doesn't seem to be the case because it does seem to be more than one guitar sound on this. Right. So is what you're getting at, he's not doing the guitar part. And you think you should? He's,
0: he's not. You're making a guitar version, and you've thrown
2: the guitar part away, right? And then just made it into strumming an acoustic guitar and singing the song. Yeah, one. He's not even st- there's kind of two. Oh yeah, he's not singing. Yeah, he's not right. singing. It's all instrumental.
0: So if he was singing, you might have a case. Ella, uh, you might be able to say, okay, well, yeah, he's singing. To True. have that guitar, that coffee. There's also vibe.
2: two guitars on the cover. On the cover. Of the album. He's um, not singing, yeah, not Alex. That's true. He's just doing one guitar that is the melody. Excuse me. Um, and then the other guitar kind of lays down some rhythm and sort of bassy stuff.
0: Yeah. And don't you think, like, the trick to do, if I was a guitarist, someone who considered themselves to be a musician who plays guitar,
2: right?
0: and I wanted to convey beast of burden to you, would I not key in on that element, the two guitars <laughs> interweaving into this seamless... Fucking chill vibe.
2: That does seem like an important thing. And I tend to not like uh, acoustic guitar covers that are really just like strummy and... Like this. Mm-hmm. This was... Yeah, it's a... Uh, very full, strummy acoustic sound, as you do when you strum acoustic guitars. Yeah. And uh has a couple of guitars playing together, but not really... Interweaving. Yeah. But I'm not, yeah. Other than that, he really, like, he plays the melody. He kind of gets more fancy as you go, as he goes. Kind of, yeah. Never really gets, yeah, crazy or anything. Or tasteless. But, yeah. There's also, later on, he kind of drops the melody. He's just sort of uh, playing his own thing. Because like, later chorus doesn't really sound like chorus. Yeah. Then he plays some harmonics at some point. But yeah, the point I'm getting at is... I find versions like this also tough to, tough to work with. It's very short. It's under two minutes.
0: It's very short, yeah. So good job there.
2: But yeah, as far as the instrumental covers go, uh, it's not uh, the most exciting one. No. I and don't I think- wonder how much of this... Like Mick Jagger's performance adds a lot mm-hmm. to this. Cause this is true. We mentioned he's kind of like begging. And obviously the other parts are important too, but uh, question the merit of an instrumental cover of this song.
0: Sure. I mean, I think in order to give it a chance, you have to I guess you have do to something do... with your instruments.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Ugh, that's not what's happening here. No? That's our final song to talk about today. Anything else to say, Alex? No, not really. Well, we're going to get into our final verdicts. We've got three categories today. We've got the worst version, the best version, the and the version that you would play for a, an audience of oxen, horse, and other assorted beasts, beasts of burden.
2: of burden. All right. Alex, what's
0: the worst version what's of this? What's the
2: worst version? I think I will give it to the Swiss Blues Authority, although Eli Jaffe was really close. Um, but I want to give it to Swift Blues Authority because it was kind of a boring version it was just a really straight cover the Bat Midler version that just kind of made it worse yeah and uh, didn't really do much with it it had more of a rock sound to it it was less on the countryside didn't really do too much with that it did the soloing that wasn't that great
0: yeah it was uh, it was Plain Jane and that's even with Switzerland's National Treasure on there
2: yeah which is a shame they had at Which least one shame. national treasure and i know of two at least yeah. one of those is very good
0: exactly <laughs> um good choice solid choice i'm gonna give it to eli jaffe I, we just talked about it rewind two minutes and you can hear me complain about it again but I'd do better or pick a different song <laughs> do better pick <laughs> a different song yeah <laughs> that's all i have to say alex what's the best version of this it's
2: The best version of this I think probably, for me, I think I probably liked Pure X the most. They said, am I hard enough a lot? They kept it fairly chill in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Um, Much more electronic. More synthesizers on there. And also, compared to everyone else, did a lot more switching around of kind of the structure. In ways that are a little spacey and a little weird.
0: If yeah, you're, they, like, they not they expecting a it. willingness to fuck around.
2: Yeah. And, uh... And, <laughs> and they say, am I hard enough a bunch?
0: That's true. They do do that. I mean, yeah. Looking at this list here. Versions that sucked. Eli Jaffe, Swiss Blues Authority, and Urban Love. For sure all garbage pieces. Which leaves us with Bette Midler, Buckwheat Zadeco... Pure X and Beluga Trio in the gang. Beluga Trio in the gang, a little boring, a little middle of the line. Buckwheat, Zedeko, oh, kind of the same. So it really comes down to Pure X and Bette Midler. Bette Midler does a pretty good translation into rock and roll, but that little sister verse really throws me off. Just weird. It's really not positive. And having listened to it, a couple of times, you know, I've I've got the full grasp of the Bette Midler song, whereas the Purex, like you've kind of said, it's got all these interesting components going on. It's messed around with the structure a little. I think it could be braver with its breaking down of things, you know, the repetition of lines and stuff. We could have gone even further in that direction, to almost to that version of Private Dancer we had that one time, which was just like <laughs> maybe three lines right. of the song repeated a bunch. right maybe not that far but i mean there's some potential on that route that said it's yeah i I think i gotta agree with you pure x puts out the most interesting version of this if nothing else and that makes it the best this week for our next category alex you're getting getting your beast of burden all riled up or something i don't know you're playing music to animals you weirdo what song
2: are you playing i'm playing huh i mean i always associate No, you know what I'm playing? I'm playing Buckwheat Zydeco because you know how animals get around accordions. Uh, It chills them out. Is that a fact? No, my dog would always bark at me when I played my accordion. (laughs) But maybe that's what we're going for. Maybe we're trying to get him riled up. Basically, I'm trying to pick between Bette Midler and Buckwheat Zydeco because both of them strike me as a little bit livestocky.
0: Yeah, a little bit yeehaw. I I
2: fully understand that. I'm going to pick Bette Midler for pretty much the same reason it's a little yeehaw you play uh, line dancing country music around around uh animals right
0: yeah exactly and they go like that's how you know they like it because they're doing the same shit they usually do
2: (laughs) yeah because nothing changes
0: (laughs) nothing changes and that's that's that's
2: appreciation.
0: that's our final verdicts if you got different opinions similar opinions want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about hit us up on twitter hashtag cover me pod at jake the cressy at some alex wise guy Send us your comments, questions, concerns. You can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Send us the same stuff there. Request for future episodes, whatever you like. Rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. We don't have a marketing budget. That does it for the main segment, and usually this is where I would introduce a bonus segment, but it's year three, baby, and we're not doing bonus segments anymore. They're done. What? Fuckers, it's over. The glory days are over. We're mean and nasty in year three. We might do bonus segments if we get a guest on or something, but there's no point in me trotting out the bonus segment every week. Just pads for time. And then you get to find out that Alex likes a song or something. the, The
2: rewards are
0: pretty minimal. Yeah, so
2: either excise them, or perhaps we'll come up with some alternative.
0: Yeah, but for now, they're dead. They're done. They're gone. if you're upset about that hashtag i'm upset on twitter let us know let us know um that does it for today's episode (laughs) that was our bonus segment called fuck you (laughs) uh now as we always say on cover me cover me's on the radio come on baby make sweet love to me